0: Welcome to Sightseeing Japan, the podcast where we explore the land of
1: unique dining options. I'm Paul Bresson. And I'm Jason Neeling. And today we're talking about themed restaurants. So we talked about a couple types of themed cafes in episode 30. We did one about animal cafes and cosplay cafes. But Japan is also home to many other types of themed restaurants that don't necessarily fit into those categories. But some of them might, too. There are a lot of different types of cosplay cafes. I think a couple of mine are kind of like that. Yeah, the line between a cafe and a restaurant is pretty blurry. Yeah, they use those words to describe all sorts of different places. But yeah, we're going to be talking about some of the more unusual places that you can visit. The unusual food that you might be able to eat there. Yeah, a lot of them serve izakaya-type
0: food, Mm -hmm. but with a twist towards the theme.
1: Yeah, exactly. And from what I saw, most of these places are in Tokyo, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, as we said in the other episode, like there are just so many people in Tokyo. It's kind of one of the only places, really, even in the world, for such unique places to survive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a big enough customer base around. Yeah. There is often a seating charge at these uh, restaurants. Because the theme and the atmosphere is above and beyond what you see at a normal restaurant. It's usually under $5, though. Yeah. But it does sometimes cost money just to get in.
1: hmm And depending on the place, like Paul said, some of them have just izakaya food, which might not necessarily be like a full meal sort of thing. So I saw that a lot of people recommend, depending on the place, you might want to like get a bowl of ramen before you go or something and just go there for drinks and entertainment and snacks or something if they only serve smaller dishes. But yeah. There are I, some places that have like full meals too.
0: Yeah. And again, izakaya food is Japanese bar food. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good way to describe it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: These places are going to look really cool with all the themes. It's polite to ask permission before taking photos. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good rule of thumb. And I would highly recommend checking some of these restaurants out on YouTube or Instagram because they look so cool. To see what they look like, you could probably easily spend a couple hours on YouTube just watching people go to these restaurants.
1: Yeah, definitely. But if you're planning on going, maybe try not to spoil it for yourself. That's kind of something I struggled with in researching this. Like, I want to tell people about all this stuff, but if you're actually going to go there I don't want to totally spoil it for you, you know? Yeah, I had the same thought. I was like, I don't really want to describe the whole experience Yeah, because there's
0: a lot of cool things that they do. I was just thinking we'd describe maybe more the ambiance and the food and that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We can talk about the theme and not necessarily like every little thing you're going to experience there. Yeah. Don't give away all the magic. Yeah. Alright, so Paul's got a list. I have a list. We haven't compared him yet, but uh, I'm thinking we'll just trade off and see what we got. You want to kick it off, buddy? Oh, I have the honors. Do it. Alright, let's start with The Lockup <laughs>
0: in Shinjuku. It is a horror-themed restaurant in a prison environment. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be led down a dark hallway by a prison guard, and they're going to put you in a cell. And shut you in there, and that's where you're going to eat. Uh, the drinks are served in test tubes and beakers and feature such things as floating eyeballs. <laughs> and I heard it's a combination of really tasty things with some gross taste mixed in. Mm-hmm. Um, so with some purposely bad food, if that makes sense, to make it even more of a fun experience. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The staff wear terrifying masks and costumes, and they'll occasionally jump scare you around a corner or or wherever. And there's secret doors, random blackouts, cool stuff. What have you heard about the lockup, Jason?
1: Pretty much the same stuff you heard, it sounds like. (laughs) But I saw, so the one in Shinjuku seems to be maybe the most popular one, but it looked like there were several branches of that place around Tokyo and around the rest of Japan too. Yeah. It seems like more and more of these themed restaurants are expanding. Mm-hmm. There are a few chain themed yeah. restaurants now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's kind of
0: cool. There's chained themed restaurants. Totally. You know what I found out was a themed restaurant in America that huh? I never really thought of as a themed restaurant before. What? Bubba Gump. Oh, totally. Yeah. Right. I just didn't think of it that way. I knew it was like based on the movie or whatever.
1: Yeah. But,
0: uh, yeah, that's a chain, right?
1: Yeah. No, I always thought of that as a uh, theme thing for sure because I remember when I was a kid, the first one I went to was in San Francisco when I was on vacation with my family and it was like this big thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, we all like the movie. It was like, oh, Boba Grump, that's awesome. Yeah. And now there's one right here. I guess mm. I never
0: really thought of themed restaurants as a thing for yeah. a while, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, there are a lot more in Tokyo than I've ever seen in the US, I guess. Yeah. So what do you got, Jason? What's next? So I wanted to talk about a place in Harajuku called the Kawaii Monster Cafe. I'm guessing this one's on your list, Paul. The next one I had. <laughs> so I don't think we've mentioned the term kawaii on uh, the podcast before. Not that I recall. You want to define it for us? Cute. Yeah, pretty much the direct translation, but it kind of has a... I mean, that concept has a life of its own in Japan. Like, it's it's become a cultural phenomenon, you know? There's a whole culture built around the concept of kawaii. Yeah, kawaii culture. You even have to say it in a cute way.
0: Kawaii! I'm not good at it. That's, but that's my best shot. <laughs> that's how you have
1: to say it? Yeah, the cuter <laughs> something is, the cuter you have to say the word, I think, is how it works. Okay, okay. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, so this, like, The kawaii aesthetic in Japan is characterized by bright colors, youthful energy, and, you know, super cute stuff. A lot of like pastel colors, that kind of thing, too. Give you something relatable that you have probably seen in the Western world. Hello Kitty would be an example of a kawaii thing. Yeah, definitely. And so it makes sense that this kawaii monster cafe is in Harajuku because Harajuku is known as the home of kawaii. You can find all sorts of kawaii fashion stuff in Harajuku. Yep. And this restaurant was actually designed by a guy named Sebastian Masuda, known as the father of kawaii culture. I didn't know that. Yeah. And he created this place around the concept that it is swallowing all of the kawaii stuff from the area, from in Harajuku, like a monster. So that's where you get the kawaii monster thing.
0: Yeah. And when you're inside... I think you're supposed to be inside the monster's stomach. Yeah, all that would the make Kawaii things that it's swallowed.
1: Yeah. And from what I've seen, it looks totally insane in there. Like it's <laughs> it's wild. It's psychedelic and surreal and just super colorful. And there are these four different areas that you can explore inside. And they all sound ridiculous. You got the mushroom disco with giant mushrooms towering over you. You got the milk stand which is bizarre. You got these giant like animal heads hanging from the ceiling and then these baby bottles of milk also hanging from the ceiling. And then there are like these lines coming from the baby bottles going into the animals' mouths. It's... Wow. Yeah. (laughs) It's weird. Uh, There's the Mel Tea Room, which is cutesy and cupcake themed. Ooh. And then the Bar Experiment, which has a giant jellyfish with glowing tentacles. It's apparently a... Deep sea slash space like theme, that sounds cool. But honestly, mushroom disco, come on. Yeah, that I'd have cool. to give that a try. Yeah, there are also five mascot monster girls. Of course, Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're pretty kawaii, and uh, they're th- they're serving food and they do these performances too, where they dance to like really hyper J-pop music. Awesome. Yeah, and the food. What do you got about the
0: food, Paul? It's wild. I saw a bunch of videos of the food there. Very
1: cutesy, very dressed up and decorated food. And colorful. I saw some like Technicolor spaghetti. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That sounds cool. Like rainbow spaghetti. Yeah. That should crazy. be a thing. Yeah. It looked like that yarn that you can get where it's changing colors every few inches. You know what wow, I mean? That's my
0: favorite yarn.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. You got that sweater that you always wear. Yeah. <laughs> <All those colors. laughs>
0: I had a hat. I think my grandma made me a hat or something when I was little, that it was that multicolored yarn. Hmm. And it was the coolest hat. All the other kids were jealous. It sounds pretty cool. Some of them made fun of me for it. And I was like, that's just because you wish you had this. And yeah. I saw it in their eyes that I was right.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And all the other kids were like, you're right, Paul. It is cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what happened to the hat? You I that? had
0: it for a long
1: time. And I don't anymore. I don't remember what happened. Mm, that's a bummer. Yeah. Maybe I'll make you a new one for your birthday. Aw, thanks, man. Um, So, yeah, I read some reviews of this place, too. One reviewer said that the bathrooms were the coolest thing he had ever witnessed in his life. I didn't even think about the bathrooms. (laughs) I know. Can you imagine? Oh, my goodness. And the toilets, he said, literally left him speechless. So, I didn't see pictures of the inside of the bathroom, of course, but...
0: I got to check that out. I mean, I think we've talked about toilets in Japan before and how they're super impressive. Mm -hmm. So, uh, even more impressive Japanese toilets? Dude. I don't
1: know. We got to check this place out. Yeah, we do. I also saw it described as Alice in Wonderland meets Wonka on acid.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I get that. All right, what do you got next, Paul? All right, this is... Definitely one of the most famous themed restaurants, I think, if not the most.
1: I'm talking about the Ninja
0: Restaurant.
1: Oh, I thought you were going for for something else, but okay. Ninja Restaurant. Tell me about it. It's in Akasaka. I think I heard they were making the second one, or they did. I think I saw there's another branch in Shinjuku. Okay. Shinjuku, where all the rest of them are, right? Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) So all the staff are going to be dressed as
0: ninjas. They're going to lead you down a winding passage towards the eating area that resembles an Edo period village with stone huts and hanging moss. There's a waterfall that you pass, and the waterfall is considered the lucky waterfall. So if you throw money into it, throw some change in there, the change gets donated to a shrine, and it will bring you good luck. Nice. You might need it with all those ninjas around. Uh, So depending on which package I think you buy and which food you get, they do magic tricks for you that involve fire. (laughs) So that was cool. The ninjas performing magic. Um, There's hidden spots and traps in the restaurant I heard. Traps? Yeah, I didn't really get into details because I didn't want to ruin it. Booby traps? <laughs> yeah, that's what it seemed like. Get yourself all okay. tangled up or something. Interesting. It's a bit expensive, depending on what you get, but uh they serve like eight-course meals. Oh. So it's you know, it's gonna cost a little bit with a show. Eight course meal with a show, it's not gonna be cheap. Uh, it's super popular. So reservations well in advance are a good idea if you really want to go.
1: Hmm. I saw that it could be a little hard to find too. Like they they hide it because ninjas aren't just out in the open making their presence known. It's like a ninja speakeasy. Yeah. Apparently they don't have like a big sign out front. You just have to look for like the words ninja restaurant printed on the glass on the wall of this building. Interesting. And then uh, I saw that when you go inside, there's a ninja robot that greets you. (laughs) Awesome. Ninja robot. Never even thought about that. That's kind of cool and kind of terrifying. I don't think it's a very big ninja robot. You could probably take it, you know? Okay. Okay. As long as I could take it. Yeah. Um, I saw they have samurai armor, katanas, shuriken coasters, little throwing stars. And, uh, so in Japan it's common to have some sort of button you push to call your waiter over or something. Yeah. Here there's apparently a giant bell that you ring to call your waiter over.
0: That's cool. Yeah.
1: They and have- I saw the menu as a rolled up scroll too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. And they have edible shuriken as well. Mm. Oh, I saw there's a dessert that looks like a bonsai tree. Really? But it's all edible. The whole thing, even the dirt that it's in.
0: That reminds me of when we were in Nara and I went to that really good vegan restaurant with this multi-course meal with the really nice woman that worked yeah. there that like told us she like found someone to like show us around town. She was
1: super nice.
0: And she gave me the dessert and it was wrapped in this green leaf that like smelled like mint. So mm. I just ate half the thing and she was like, Oh no, 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 don't eat the leaf. Like too <laughs> late. I'm already chewing this. <laughs> uh, it still was still as good though. Yeah. Anyways, that's Paul's embarrassing story of the day. <laughs>
1: So, next on your list, Jason? Well, I guess next, maybe I'll talk about one of the few themed restaurants I've actually been to.
0: Oh, yeah. Let's do that.
1: So, I went to a place in Kabukicho called the Robot Restaurant. This is what I thought you were getting at when you were saying uh, most yeah, popular. Because this place is, this is very popular and famous. Yeah, it is pretty famous. So, you know, they call it Robot Restaurant. Honestly, I wouldn't really describe it as a restaurant. You can get food there? But it's not it's not a restaurant. Yeah,
0: I heard that the ticket to get in doesn't even include food anymore. You can pay an extra like $13 to get a bento. That's okay. Yeah, so you don't even need to buy food at the place.
1: Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure it's always been that way. I went there in 2014 and, and it was like get, that. You okay. could get tickets with or without the food. But yeah, it's basically just a little prepared bento. It's not like you're ordering anything off a menu or anything. You just get some food, and they have movie theater like snacks. Mm, I
0: don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I just heard snacks. someone on YouTube saying they got a churro there. Okay, for movie theater price, it was probably six bucks for a churro or something.
1: Yeah. You know, I remember the girls with the beer kegs on their backs. I didn't see that. What? Yeah, walking around filling beers. Yep, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, so the real attraction of this place is the show. It's all about the show. Well, let me walk you through the experience. You get in there and from the very beginning, like once you're in there, it's it's all just crazy, surreal, like bright colors, lots of mirrors and lasers and stuff. You start out in this surreal sort of lounge kind of thing where like all the walls are mirrors. The chairs are all covered in mirrors. There, there are people playing music in there to entertain you while you're waiting for the show to start. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That you yeah. get like
0: a live band waiting to get in for the show.
1: Yeah. So then you're led down to this room for the show and it's this big open floor in the middle. And then on either side, there are rows of seats, kind of like bleachers almost, but you know, more comfortable seats. Or I guess you could kind of think of it as like a movie theater seating, but just a few rows of it on either side. Okay. And then you get your bento if you ordered food. And then there's this totally ridiculous, awesome show that starts with all sorts of robots, and lasers, and LEDs, and dancers, and musicians, and dinosaurs, and it's just totally insane. There's apparently sort of a loose narrative, like a story that's going along. I forget, you might need to know a little Japanese to follow along with the story but either way, I mean, just the visuals of it is entertaining enough you don't really need to know what's going on. It's just like, oh, this is this is all crazy. And honestly, I think most of the audience when I was there was non-Japanese people, so I
0: heard that the whole thing was designed to satisfy tourist desires. Yeah, the bright lights, the weird Japanese things, the technology.
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel like the whole show is what you would get if you grabbed all of those Western ideas of like what crazy Japan is like and you stuffed all those into into one show. That's what it feels like. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, I would recommend it. I mean, it's definitely a fun night. And it's in the middle of Shinjuku. You can walk around. There's all sorts of fun stuff to do there before and after the show too. Yeah.
0: Like I heard, there's four shows a day so you can make different times. Yeah. Make it work.
1: Yeah, it's It's pretty cool. What's next on your list, Paul? The Yurei Izakaya. In Kichijoji? Yep. Okay, so this is the one that's actually permanently closed now. Yeah. I still wanted to talk about it because it sounds so freaking cool. But yeah, Google says it's permanently closed. I saw reviews from as recently as nine months ago, though, so it, it wasn't that long ago that it closed. I'm depressed. I know. I'm sad, too. It looks really cool. So, you, Ray, again, are ghosts. Yep. So, it's a ghost restaurant
0: where the staff all dressed up as Japanese ghosts, wearing all white.
1: Mm-hmm. Not even just all white. They're wearing the kimono that dead people wear. Yeah. Like, it's right over left, right? Yeah. And uh, you mentioned at the
0: ninja restaurant, you ring a bell to get your waiter. Mm-hmm. At the Yurei restaurant, you use shrunken heads or severed limbs to wave down your waitress. And you have to strike a Buddhist prayer bowl, I think. <laughs> and the food had all sorts of ghoulish touches like eyeballs and blood. You know, probably ketchup or something.
1: Yeah, it looked like it, the food is mostly just standard izakaya stuff. They just have fun names for it. Yeah. So I also saw you can order something called Russian roulette. Okay. So you get some sort of finger food and there's like one piece for each person in your party. Yeah. But one of those pieces is filled with wasabi. Oh, that <laughs> sounds awesome. That's so fun. Yeah. So if you get the wasabi one, you're dead. <laughs> and they they give you a hitai kakushi. That's that little uh, white triangle headband thing yeah. that ghosts wear apparently. Yeah. And uh, by the way, the staff is also wearing those with that white kimono. Yeah. So you get your hitai kakushi and then they say that next time you visit, if you wear that from the train station to the restaurant, like just out in public, they'll give you a free dessert. <laughs>
0: that's awesome. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, also, if it's your birthday, they say that's also your death day, and you get a death day treat and they announce over the loudspeaker that you have died in an accident. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that fun? That's so fun. Uh, also, if at least one person in your group comes to the restaurant in costume, your group gets a free dessert, and uh, after dinner, you can climb into your coffin, and they'll hold a little funeral for you. <laughs> That's cool. You get to experience your death yeah, without dying. Yeah.
0: Well, that's too bad. That sounds like a fun one.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I was talking about this place like it still exists, but sadly, yeah, closed forever. You know what their problem was they weren't in Shijuku. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder actually, because this place is pretty far from like central Tokyo, this one's out by the Ghibli Museum out west of yeah. the city. But... Next on your list, Jason. Uh, let's see. Let's see. So we got Alice in Fantasy Book. Uh, this is a restaurant in kabuki but there are other branches around Tokyo, apparently. And the theme is based on Lewis Carroll's 1865 novel, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. So when you enter, there's a giant picture book, and you go through a door, and the door is a page of the book. You're like walking into the book itself. And there are different areas based on different scenes from the book. So there's like a topiary garden in front of the Queen's Castle where they're playing croquet, right? Am I remembering that right? Croquet? You're asking the wrong guy. Never a huge
0: Alice in Wonderland fan. Mm.
1: I never read the book, but I'm pretty sure, at least if the movie is uh, an accurate depiction, they were playing croquet. With like flamingos or something? Sure. I don't know. Wacky movie. Uh, You can see the Mad Hatter having a party. Seems like a fun place. Those are pretty popular, I think. All the Alice in Wonderland restaurants. Booths that you sit in are
0: shaped like teacups. Okay. Wall murals depicting scenes from the book. Just really over-the-top decorations in a cool way.
1: Yeah, it looks pretty well done from the pictures I've seen. And I heard it's good for families. Makes sense. What's your next one, Paul? Magic Bar Kuore in Shinjuku. It's a
0: bar that has over 500 different cocktails, and they perform magic for you. That sounds awesome. Yeah, so you just get plastered and watch this cool, these cool magic tricks. I love it. Uh, and the bar has the look and feel of a middle ages castle. Sweet. And there's puzzles there too, so you can like play different puzzle games while you're drinking too. Huh. So there's a lot to do to keep you entertained. Yeah. So that sounded like just a fun one. You know, you got a few hours some night after you're done sightseeing, like go to the magic bar. Totally. What you got next for us, Jason?
1: Um, I think you said we mentioned this in the animal cafe slash cosplay cafe episode. Rokunen Yonkumi in Shinjuku is, a based on a uh, elementary school? We mentioned it very briefly. Okay, then I'll go into a, s- a little bit more detail. So it looks just like an elementary school classroom. You got blackboards, there are toys, school desks and little chairs, and the staff is dressed as teachers. So you can pretend you're a little kid, I guess. I wonder what I'd wear if I was trying to dress like a teacher. I don't know. Like, like slacks and a shirt with a tie or something. I guess so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they don't have uniforms, right? I don't think so. Not the teachers. In Japan I think teachers dress kind of nice. So they definitely
0: have like a tie on.
1: Yeah, probably. Or a dress for women. Yeah. Elementary school too though? Yeah, mm. I don't know. That's true. I don't mm. know. But well, I thought it was cool that they, they actually serve elementary school lunch food. <laughs> <laughs> uh gross. But that's just me remembering
0: American lunch food.
1: Yeah. I kind of Got the impression that maybe this place is is really for nostalgia. Like for Japanese people that obviously went to elementary schools in Japan, they can kind of go back to their childhood and remember what that was like, you know. Yeah. Fond memories.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: They also have standard Izakaya stuff too, if you're not into elementary school lunches. <laughs> okay, okay. And
0: it's served on little lunch trays. Yeah. I saw pictures of this place and it really just looks like a classroom. Yeah. It 100% it looks like you just walked into a school.
1: Yeah. It's just that the desks are all shoved together into like a into table kind of thing. Groups of six or yeah. whatever to make a table. Yeah, But I feel like, I mean, I remember in elementary school, I think the desks were kind of like that sometimes if you're doing group projects or whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. All shoved
0: together. Yeah. You'd move the desks around depending on what you're doing.
1: Sure. Yeah. Seems like a fun place. What
0: do you got, Paul? Pom pom purin, or maybe purine, pom pom purine. It's in Harajuku, and of purine, course it's in Harajuku. <laughs> yeah, purine means pudding, and pom pom I think is just a cute, cutesy words. So pom pom purine is a golden retriever wearing a brown beret, mm. and he is the theme of the restaurant, a character they developed. How very kawaii! <laughs> yeah. So the colors of the restaurant are naturally yellow and brown because it's a golden retriever with a brown beret. And there's all sorts of other happy looking characters, you know, on the walls and ceilings, probably some stuffed animals. There's adorable drinks and food with funny names like taco rice cup of friendship. So you get your taco rice and you can buy pudding to go and cute little souvenir mugs. Nice. And I saw where there's some other similar ones too, where they just like had a mascot and the whole cafe or restaurant was just kind of around the mascot. Okay. But I thought this one would look kind of cool. Yeah, Something I like saw
1: dogs. some of that one too. And uh, I saw some pictures of the food that's actually shaped like the mascot. Like there was a ball of yellow rice that was the head of the, <laughs> the what was it? A Labrador, you say? A uh, golden retriever. Ah, golden retriever. Yeah, looks fun. If you're into cute stuff, I guess. Yeah, if you're into cute stuff, I think you'd really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. What do you got for us, Jason? Let me see. So there's a place that looks super cool. I want to check this one out. It's called Sengoku Buyuden. Sengoku. Yes. Let me guess.
0: Samurai-themed?
1: Yeah. It's based on the Sengoku period, the Warring States period in Japan, and they have a bunch of samurai armor sets around. And... The decor in this place just looks really cool. You know, it's it's supposed to look real old-fashioned. And like a lot of these types of themed places, I don't know, they're kind of wacky and like weird decorations everywhere. This place, in comparison, looked really like classy and sophisticated, you know? Okay. And the food is supposed to be really, really good. And you can even try Sengoku-style sake there. I'm not sure what that means exactly. I don't know how sake was different 500 years ago. But sounds pretty cool. I'm willing to find out. Yeah. And if you actually know a lot about the Sengoku period already, you might even get more out of it. Because I saw that when you go in there, you have to take off your shoes. And there are little cubbies to put your shoes in. And each cubby has the name of a famous samurai from back then. So you can pick your favorite okay. samurai. So you, yeah, you'd recognize the names. Yeah. Awesome. hmm
0: What else you got, Paul? Another one... That is now on my list of things I have to visit in Japan. Hmm. The eight bit cafe.
1: Oh in Shinjuku. That's been on my list for the last two times I went to Japan. Yeah. And I, I still haven't made it there. Well you've got to go there together. Yeah. It's
0: a retro gaming cafe slash bar. Mm-hmm. And you come in, you sit down, and they've got all these retro games. Game Boys, Game Boy Colors, Nintendos,
1: everything. Even stuff that you've probably never even seen before. Like, there were some in the early days of video game consoles. There was stuff that didn't make it to America, or stuff that just popped up for a short time. But they have all this stuff, and it's still functional. It's
0: an incredibly impressive selection of games. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like you said, it all works. You can play anything. They've also got some multiplayer games. Mario Kart. Nice. Me and you, Mario Kart over a couple beers. Yeah. Sounds like a good night. Yep. It's also a bright and colorful room, so easy to relax. It's not big, but you're not crowded either. You have space to relax and enjoy yourself while you uh drink and game. Sweet. Yeah, it
1: just sounded so cool to me. Definitely. You got uh, anything left for us, Jason? I have one more. And I think you have this one too. Did you have any you want to talk about before we get to that one? I also have one more. Awesome. So I'm thinking it must be a place called Kagaya. Yes. This is where we
0: went together last yeah. time I was in Japan when we went together.
1: Yeah. And they have this sign out front that says, Frog is stranger than fiction. And that's basically the theme of the restaurant. Yeah. Because it's just, it's all nonsense. It's all just totally wacky, crazy stuff. Anything can happen when you walk into this place. And it is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) So you sit down. At first, it might just look like a relatively normal izakaya. But pretty quickly, things start to get weird. So I don't want to spoil too much, but just a few things to give you an example. So the menu is written in crayon in a book that the owner Kageasan uh kind of caresses in a sensual way <laughs> yeah he does to get it to get the book <laughs> excited enough to open up <laughs> that's your first clue that this place might not be suitable for children right <laughs> when you decide to order you have to sing your order you won't let you place an order just you know telling him what you want you got to sing it when you order your drink you can choose like a style Style that you want your drink delivered in, basically. And there's like a little performance that goes with each style. What about the bathroom, Paul? (laughs) You remember the bathroom? I don't. You open the door, and it's just terrifying. Like all this noise is coming out of the bathroom at you. Oh,
0: yeah, the noise. It doesn't stop for a while.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you open that door, everybody in the place is going to know you're going to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's like a small, intimate place, though.
1: Yeah. So while he's
0: interacting with all the other tables, like, everybody's involved. Everybody's laughing at everything. Everybody's, like, kind of involved in the show. He gets you involved. Totally, yeah. It's he, it's incredible.
1: Yeah, the whole night is just, like, a nonstop performance by Kageasan. He Like, he runs the place by himself. Sometimes he has a helper in the kitchen, but he's doing all the entertaining and He's awesome. I love that guy.
0: Yeah, he's amazing. I mean, there's cosplay, there's jokes, there's pranks. When I ordered my beer, I pick it up to take a sip, and the cup just starts shaking, like (laughs) vibrating, like seriously. I could barely get it to my mouth and take a drink without spilling all over my cell. Yeah. And everybody's just laughing
1: at me. It was so fun. Yeah. It was so fun. Yeah. It's super fun. <laughs> and the time that we went was my second time there. So like some of it was familiar to me. But it was still so much fun. Even the second time, a lot of it was just because I was watching your reactions to everything. Yeah. Like I, I knew what was coming with that cup. I had
0: such a good time. We spent a lot of time there. I got pretty hammered because I just kept ordering drinks because I was having so much fun. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. You could spend all night there. And honestly, at the time, I was working in a restaurant and I was inspired. The way he just made sure that. Everybody had a great evening. Mm-hmm. It was really impressive. You know, I took some of that back with me of like, I'm going to make sure that my guests leave here happy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is the kind of place though, another one of those that could only survive in Tokyo. You know, it's just so off the wall. Yeah. I, don't, I can't even imagine a place like that popping up in the US. Yeah, I'd say you could go by yourself and still have fun, but go with a group. It's going to be so fun because you're all going to be laughing
0: together and at each other, but in a fun way. Yeah. It's more strange and more fun than your imagination could possibly come up with.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just totally unpredictable. It really is. Anything can happen. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought me to that place. Thank you. It was my pleasure,
0: man. And then that night we went to Shibuya for Halloween, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was like the Saturday before Halloween and it was nuts. That was just one of the best nights of my life.
1: That was a great night. Got anything else? Any any last words about uh, themed restaurants? Yeah, go, go try one. Yeah. Once they're opened again. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, next time we go, I want to go to at least one of these places each day. I want to eat nowhere except for these places for dinner. <laughs> got to be themed everywhere. Yep. All right. That'd be cool. That'd be a lot of fun. A lot of good
0: experiences. Yeah, we can
1: make a theme for our trip. The trip theme will be themed restaurants. Yeah. I just get a hotel in Shinjuku. and. Yeah, you got all of them within walking distance right there. Yep. All right. I guess that's the end of the episode. Uh, check out our Instagram. I'll be posting some pictures of the robot restaurant in Kagaya. Uh, we're at SJP Podcast. And Paul, what are we talking about next time?
0: Next episode is going to be number 50 for us. Oh, that's us. a big one.
1: Big milestone. And we're going to be talking about anime and manga. Yep. And saving it just for number 50. Two huge cultural exports out of Japan. Absolutely. Perhaps the biggest. I don't
0: even know where to start researching anime and manga. It's such a massive topic.
1: I know. It should be fun. Yeah, I started researching a little bit. We're not going to be able to fit everything into one episode, no, obviously. No, way, no way. So we'll just have to throw some cool stuff out there and yeah, maybe revisit it at some point. a brief history. But really, out of all the episodes we've done, this might be the one where there's the most information about it in English that you can find, you know? If you wanted to dive into the history of manga and anime, you could... You could spend four years at college learning about that stuff there's so much information
0: yeah there's this like random teenagers that go on message boards and like write phd level assertions about all their thoughts on anime like yeah it's pretty <laughs> people get into it yeah pretty deep topic it'll be interesting trying to research it without like just starting to watch a bunch of anime <laughs> Like, oh, this classic anime sounds cool. Like, a hundred episodes later. Oh, yeah, I was supposed to be researching this week.
1: Yeah, dude. When I was looking at the history stuff, like, there's some really early anime that's still out there. Like, you can find it. I'm curious to see what some of that looks like. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's different. But
0: you can kind of see where it came from a little bit too. Mm -hmm. But we'll get
1: we'll get to it next. Yeah, yeah. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, right. (laughs) We can't we can't help ourselves already. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, uh, look forward to that. Thanks for listening. See you next time.